Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Seven Engineering Vibe Podcast. Now in this podcast, me and Dr. Ghanem Kashwani, we like to speak about different topics. And topics like what we want, for example, startup, entrepreneurship, new trend, mental health and career and self-improvement and self-engineering and sometimes another thinking major. We like also to interview other people from other fields. So we like to get the expertise on how they can benefit us and benefit society. So let us jump to the episode and thank you guys and wishing you the best. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good evening, good afternoon from where you are. In this interview, we will speak with Jeff Beery, a leadership coach and career coach engineer, and he's really a good, he's really a host in the Career Coach podcast. He did a good of thing and he's doing like two things, like he's in the engineering management position, acceleration leadership coach, and more than engineer. And he does a podcast and he does a lot of things about leadership and career. It's a great episode we had. It jumped to the opposite. Thank you. So, how about good evening or good morning, Mr. Jeff? How are you? I hope you're doing great. Yeah, doing great. It's morning here. I think it's uh, evening for you where you are. But uh, yeah, looking forward to a great day and a great rest of the week. Yeah, fantastic. So, can you introduce more about the guest about yourself? Absolutely. So, I have a background in a, in a number of different engineering fields. Actually, I did mechanical engineering, software, did manufacturing process improvement. Then, you know, within your realm, some of the work in the, the instruments and products I was making did influence and uh, interact with civil engineers, like in the form of uh, stormwater management, low impact development, and, and things like that. But uh, a couple of years ago, I became, uh, I left the corporate world of engineering and leadership and became uh, a leadership and career coach. So now my whole mission these days and what I'm really focused on now is, is building people rather than building products. And so some of the things I do is like help purpose-driven engineers and technical professionals make intentional career transitions uh, towards things that they really love and enjoy and are going to get them on the trajectory and, and reach the goals that they have. Um, I do other things. I do uh, podcast hosting myself for the Engineering Career Coach podcast and do some other contract work with groups like the Engineering Management Institute and do some speaking and things like that. So uh, there's a lot of different things that, that I'm doing these days, but uh, it, it's a lot of fun and I really enjoy it. So can I introduce it? Why? Because we went from like you were doing a career corporate job, nine to five, Jeff, safe job. Everything is safe. Everything is fine. So can you use the reason why you move from a corporate safe job to be entrepreneurial and go only your own career for and training and entrepreneurship and training and coaching? Absolutely. So it was a process for me. Um, and I think we all get to these points where we recognize that uh, something needs to change in our lives and our careers. You know, these plateaus where um, what's going on now, you know, we're kind of stagnant in our personal development and our growth and, and different things. And so I've had that at a few times in my career previously and went through other moves towards new jobs and taking on new responsibilities and things. But I was at another one of those a couple of years ago. And it was at the point where, I really was was comfortable. I could have just, you know, kept doing what I was doing, but I also felt like I was getting kind of complacent with, you know, what I was doing. And so um, I had some pretty frank discussions with the, the leaders at the company I was working at. And I really love the company. They're really good wow. to me. And I enjoyed uh, working there. Um, but I recognized that with what I was doing, I probably wasn't giving my best um, and they weren't getting 
the, the best of my abilities, partly because of how the role was structured and my responsibilities and different things like that. And so we had some pretty frank discussions saying, hey, what I'm doing right now is not the best for me or for the company. And so if we can make some sort of adjustment, find another role that's going to fit with some of my greatest strengths that, that can really do great work for the company, I'd love to stick around. If we can find that, then that's great. But if not, it's probably best for me to go because what I'm doing right now is not best for me or the company. And so um, I can move on and, and find something else and that's okay. Um, so we had those discussions. We uh, explored some different options. None of them were really quite a fit with timing and, and resources and other things like that. And so it was time for me to go. And that was okay. I was kind of prepared for that to potentially happen. But I also didn't know what I was going to do if that was the case. Wow. Uh, I, I didn't have another job lined up. I hadn't yet decided like, hey, I'm going to go start a business or what that was even going to look like. Um, but they were really cool. They gave me time that we had kind of a, a transition plan and things as far as the company was concerned. But personally, I was like, okay, what's next? Because I was halfway through an MBA degree. Um, I had a couple kids and my wife um, is a full-time mom. And so she doesn't work. And so it was like up to me to, to figure out how are we going to bring in some income to take care of the family. And, um, you know, at that point, I wasn't sure. So I, I spent a lot of time considering what are my options? You know, what are the things that I really want to do? as I take this next step? What are the reasons why I even had these discussions in the first place? Uh, what am I looking for in this next stage of my career? Um, and it was actually my wife who is typically more risk averse than I am. Um, and who, who said, you know, you've always wanted to, to really start your own company and, and do your own thing. Maybe this is the, the time, maybe this is the, the chance to do that. And so, but then I was like, okay, but what would that even look like? So I spent a lot of time journaling, like what would the, what could I do? Um, how could I utilize my skills and, and expertise and resources and different things like that? And there was one day that honestly, I was, I was journaling and I was um, coming up with these interactions with, you know, the engineering background I had and some of the principles of engineering even, and how that combined with the personal development work that I really loved doing, like I really loved opportunities where I could serve and help people overcome their challenges. And I had some opportunities to do some corporate training when I was when I was doing that work. And that sort of unlocked a different piece of me um, doing that sort of work. And so I loved that and wanted to make that a bigger part of who I was and what I did um, long-term. Anyway, um, it, when I was there journaling, I just couldn't stop writing. I had all these ideas, you know, ideas were flowing, 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 flowing. And so I kind of took that as a sign and, hey, there's something here for me. And for the first time, as I, you know, as I was thinking of all sorts of ideas, I was extremely excited um, about what this could, could look like. And so that's turned into leadership and career coaching for engineers and technical professionals. So I can utilize a technical background that I have, but also do that personal development work that I love so much. Um, so I've been doing it for about a couple of years now, full time, and it's been a roller coaster, but I really, really enjoy it. I get it because I've been opening a couple of business before. I started, I started on the side some hustling, I've done some project before, and I know it's not that roller coaster. Sometimes it's open, some of them fail. I have opened five different projects before, that's myself, and I felt all of them, so I know how it feels. So 
I know how the entrepreneurs and founding company is hard sometimes. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I really goes about and I love I love you the way that you audit you did self-auditing and journaling because if you see, I do also auditing. You can see that journal hits always with me. I always go, I never go out without the journal book with me. So always I take time and journal, 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 write right ideas. Sometimes idea pop in nowhere and start you get, oh my God, that's the idea I've come to. But one of the mentors told me that you should always try to test it before you try it. So have you tested yeah. the idea before you start going big and start going full wagon on it? Yeah. So I was kind of thrust into this a little bit. And, and so this was a huge risk, um, at least on the professional and the, and the business side of things. Now, what I can say is I tested that type of work. Okay. I, I tested that type of work with some of the things I was doing internal to my corporate job. There was kind of a side job, you know, in addition to the um, engineering and leadership work that I was doing. Um, I did, I was doing training around mindsets, personal development, company culture. Um, and, and that was doing some formal trainings, but also doing some kind of one-off and, and coaching, you know, individuals or small groups through different things using some of those tools. And so I tested doing that sort of work and recognized just how much I loved it. Okay. And I knew that I was pretty good at it and I could do it well. I'd seen some people make huge changes uh, and shifts in how they thought about themselves and other people. Um, I'd seen some of those changes in myself because of moving through some of that work and how beneficial that was. And so the, the passion and the drive there, I knew was there, right? So, but turning that into a business where, you know, me personally um, was kind of starting from nothing, that I hadn't tested. And so that was a huge risk. And so for most people, you know, making that jump would not be right. Um, luckily, I've been able to make it work and kind of survive. And I had some financial savings and runway to, to move through that um, and some other things that have been uh, blessed us along the way. But um, yeah, so there were some some pieces there that I tested and others that I hadn't. And I just kind of had to go figure it out. Wow, I really love that. And I literally said, okay. And that's, I really resonated with that. It's sort of risky. You have to test it. You have to think how to make it a business. And you have to make sick and you have to plan ahead. And as yeah. you said that, you, you were like, and you were not planning for it at the beginning. So yeah, I was like, wow. This guy was about to work with them because sometimes it's not working. Because some people, I know I know some people will say, I will quit. I will start my own business. Guess what? After seven months, you can fail if you don't have plan. You plan ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even if in my previous five business, couple of businesses, I was doing it as a part-time where I was doing half, I have another half, half job. So I at least I have another income, you know, coming mm-hmm. to me because I don't want to just totally to be like, oh my God, I don't know for business what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I would recommend that for most people. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so there were days where the fear and the anxiety of the uncertainty of it all was, was really, really heavy. Um, you know, some days I just wanted to, to quit and, you know, I was, I was looking at other jobs and opportunities and other things. I was like, well, maybe that, maybe that's what I need to do. And for me, I kept coming back like, no, I, I can't do that right now. And it was interesting. So I was talking to my wife about things before we started, um, before I started this and said, you know what, if this works, it's going to be really cool. If it doesn't, um, for some reason or another, then we're going to learn a lot of lessons through this experience and we'll be okay. And, you know, we can go get another job or, or something like that. I wasn't too worried about 
my marketability to, to be able to find something um, with with engineering background and getting an MBA and stuff like that. But um, but it's one thing to say those things and another thing to experience just how hard and uncertain and, and anxious it all was. Um, but but certainly moving through that and some of the development and the work that I've done, the things I've learned about myself through the experience, I wouldn't trade that at all. Um, and so, yeah, I had some decreased income for quite a while to well, we were figuring this out. But um, that's a that's a cost of the learning and the lessons that I I learned through that experience for sure. Wow, that's fantastic. Because to be honest, yeah, I I understand how it is hard and how it is like. Okay, you have to do it, and you have to, there is a fear always because you know when you are alone, you are always in the fear. Like, okay, what happened next? What happens that there is nothing safe because whatever if someone failed, and you know, getting back a job is hard on sometimes, especially in the market. You know, especially yeah. the downgrade and getting the market. So I feel you. So I understand how some get fear and anxiety. I'm in that process, yeah. so I know what how how it is hard sometimes. So I feel yeah. I feel how it is hard sometimes and how it is sometimes tough. And I feel like okay. Sometimes I understand like I'm some the work, like you don't add a value. Sometimes the work you are boring, you get bored with it after some time. So I feel that really, I feel, I feel that I understand how sometimes work and you want to do something else, but you don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. So now that's a lot of what I get to help other people through. Um, in fact, that's some of the stuff I really enjoy is so many engineers are so versatile. There's so many different directions that they could take their career to utilize the skills that they've developed. Um, and, and is a lot of people get to these points where, you know, what I'm doing, I've done it, I've gotten really good at this, but I see I've kind of hit a ceiling or, you know, I'm feeling stagnant in my career growth. I need to figure out, you know, what's next for me, but they're not sure what that is. Um, and so a few people I've, I've, you know, helped through that process of, of even deciding that they wanted to start a business, but they were usually also doing something else. You know, I connected them with, with opportunities to do some contracting or other things. And then other people just need a different environment or, or shift. A few people are able to redo and recalibrate and change what their life looks like, even within their own company and, and have those discussions with, with their jobs and, and their bosses and, and, different things. And so, uh, but it's different for everyone. And it all comes, it starts from what do you really want? Um, what's important to you? Um, because it's so much more powerful to be moving towards something that we really want to be true, rather than just saying, hey, what I'm doing right now isn't great or, or is toxic for some reason. I just got to get out of here and do something different. So if we can identify and get clarity what we want to move towards rather than just moving away from something, it's so much more powerful. And so I can say that I had that. I had that passion that I was moving towards something that I wanted to build. Um, and that's been a big piece of the fuel for me. Um, but that's, uh, you know, that but that's true for everyone um, in whatever circumstances. And, and certainly, you know, starting a business is not right for a good chunk of people. Um, but finding some sort of intentional career transition is is good for for all of us at various times in our life, whether that's inside or outside of our current company. I agree with you. Sometimes you know we have to know what our career is and what our, what we want. Sometimes we need to jump even career. Sometimes we even we jump the whole industry, like going for example from engineering to something else. We don't know, and yeah. some and sometimes we so, but sometimes we don't know what we want. Sometimes because sometimes we'll be like. 
Ah, uh, at least I'm safe. At least I have a job. Okay. Somewhere we don't know. Sometimes even because I feel that that my my at the end of my one of my companies, like I was tagging it in the river, like what I'm ever doing here, like like even mm-hmm. I'm just hardly come to the work. Hardly I just come to the work. I feel something. Oh, is it like, oh my god, to have to do the whole thing this again. So, but sometimes as you said, like as you said here, like some of the things, like you said, like, it help you for something. Like for example, whatever an engineer. Help you. You did some career coaching. We have the MBA, and something opens a business. It's similar to me, like the podcast. If I not, I not, I not have engineering experience. I'm not gonna do the podcast. It's my passion currently. So right. yes, <laughs> it is it's my passion. Like my dream is to do this full time, but you know, currently you know, it's difficult to do it full time. But yeah, but uh, but I, I understand to you how it is passionate. Like how it is how it's passionate. And you're doing something, and when you do some passion, it's gonna drive you more and more. Is it that true? Absolutely, absolutely. I think you know that I don't remember who said it, but uh, you know, if you have a strong enough why, you can get through almost anyhow, or something like that. So, mm. uh, if that, that why, that deeper motivation, um, is there for you, then then it pushes us through some of the challenges. And in fact, you know, many engineers will be familiar with like the tool that we often use for root cause analysis, like the five whys, where we're deep diving into why did that happen? Well, why did that happen? Well, why did that happen? That same basic five whys tool. So it's just one engineering tool that I'll often use in, in my work. I will get down to helping people get down to the root of what's their motivation, the reason why they want to achieve a particular goal. So we have a goal, whether that's a salary or a new um uh, opportunity or something or or whatever whatever goal it is you get down to you can use that five wise tool well why is that important well why is that important why is that important you're it's amazing what gets uncovered when you go the, to those deeper levels and realizing what is really most important to us or what's the motivation behind this sometimes things are coming out from you know our, our childhood years and things you know ways that we grew up and and whether trauma that people experienced or disappointments that they had and other things, you know, I had someone who was trying to figure out like, why do I really want to figure out what, what's most important to me in my career? And she, she realized as she did that work, it's because both of her parents hated their careers and were miserable. And she saw that when she was growing up. And that's the last thing that she wants to do is spend her whole life doing something that's going to make her miserable. And so she had already been through a couple iterations and was doing something that wasn't great. And she's like, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up and, and what to do. <laughs> um, and she was a PhD scientist. Wow. Um, and, and uh, so we moved through this process um, and actually just about a week ago, um, she got a new role that was almost designed for her with this perfect combination of skills and things that, that she did and she couldn't be happier, um, you know, moving towards this. Um, and those were all things that she was able to outline that she wanted in her next role. And, you know, a, a few months later that, that became reality for her. So, you know, it's just this, um, amazing thing when we get clear on what we want, um, and, and we're intentional moving towards it, it doesn't mean it's going to happen immediately, but, um, at least we can finally take the steps to make that a reality over time instead of just 
waiting for something new to happen to us, right? We can be proactive rather than reactive. Wow, I later like if you see even in the Zoom, I was clapping in Zoom because I don't have the broadcaster now. Otherwise, I would clap now. Otherwise, when you had said that sometimes it happened from drama, both thing, both career, both limiting belief. I really resonated with that. I was kind of, I was kind of really clap hard, so hard. But I said, let me, let me, you should go always with it. You should go always because this is really sometimes we sometimes discover like whenever a child we have so many things like we like we don't know what from where it came, but we tell it's like from our inner child and from our our thing for because I agree with that. For example, like my dream was you know like when I was in my childhood, my parents used to whoop me hard, whoop me so hard because you know why. Because I love, because why is that what I love engineering? Because I love thinking and any electronic. I love to take it and to scrap it up and see whatever inside it is called. So my parents will never make any new device behind me because they know if I lay a hand on that device, I'm going to break it for sure. So they will say, <laughs> they will say, don't give any new device to him. I never, yeah. I have to get my hand on that device and discover what yeah. that electronic device is. So, and they will kind of whoop me out. They whooped me a lot of time because of that. I got whooped a lot of time. I got punished even they're not giving me. <laughs> so, so I was like the guy who wanted to discover everything that. So I understand from where it came. And I like I saw when you said the, the concept hearing your inner child or your drama or your belief. Sometimes you don't know. Sometimes someone forced you to that major. Sometimes someone to do that. Or sometimes society itself forced them to major. Because for me, people don't know. I, I was not planned to be civil engineer at the beginning. I was to be computer engineer. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately things happen very bad. Then I went to chemical engineer. And because, you know, I was that time greedy guy who kind of said, all these looks to the money, which was what a back mistake that I did it. Because that time, petroleum engineer was the best thing you can work on it, the petroleum engineer. So because if mm-hmm. you want to go to go to the money, you're going to go to the petroleum engineer. Because so I went chemical, but after six, after I took three courses of chemistry, I said, nah. After I took organic one, I said, No, nah, I'd rather to clean myself than I stay there. Then I went to civil engineer because that time was a booming construction. I was the guy only saving for salary. And someone told me, go to the thing you love. If you go to salary, the market is fluctuation up and down. And that's true. I graduated in the, in, the, in the peak of the recession. So I understand. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I understand that. Like I said, oh, my God, I wish if I want computer engineer over it. So, yeah, I understand what it said. Sometimes we see here, come we hear, and we not teach this thing. Do you believe these things will be? Shall be taught from earlier age. Absolutely, um, and not that, not that earlier age, you know, kids should be like deciding what they want to be when they grow up for the rest of their lives. Because, you know, I I never would have said years ago that like what I want to be is a career and leadership coach for engineers because I didn't know that that was really a thing. And and it took me all of these experiences over the course of my life that have gotten me to where. Hey, I actually have some expertise that I can do this. You know, it was this combination of all of the experiences over time, right? Um, because I did, you know, multiple different types of engineering roles. Um, but we need to look at our careers and our lives, you know, like like products or, or things. You know, we're moving through iterations. We're moving through prototypes of our career at each phase. And so helping kids recognize early, some of those early skills about um, personal development and exploration and experimentation uh, of what we like and enjoy um, and showing them what could be possible, you know, broadening their minds early rather than asking them to focus really early. It's really hard because, you know, 
kids have to, you know, most kids make their decision on their majors when they're, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old. They you know, hardly experience much of anything. And then they feel like, hey, if I make this choice, I have to stick with this for the rest of my life for 40 years of a career, something like that. Um, and then at that point, they feel like if they choose and they've lost all that time or, or something like that, they, they feel that way. That's not necessarily true. In fact, that's kind of a sunk cost fallacy. I feel like if we've invested some time and money into something like, you know, you can't leave even if you, but, but if you recognize that that's not the right spot for you, um, then it's just going to be worse if you move, if you move forward. And so, uh, be open to new ideas. You know, from the very beginning, we want to we want to educate some of those ideas with, with kids as early as possible about different uh, things that they can do, um, and, and increase their their training and things like that. But but also, you know, throughout the course of our lives, be open and flexible to other ways that we can use our skills and interests and passions. Because um, we all have great value to bring to the world and to you know our companies and organizations and our communities, and that's that's kind of the the impetus beyond behind why I named my company what I did more than engineering. This idea that we are more than just that identity of an engineer. Um, that's one piece of what we might do, but there's so much more to us and in, in what we bring to the table. Um, and and I want everyone to believe that. And, and, you know, grow these other pieces that, that make us who we are in a holistic way. So um, anyway, it, 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 the sooner we can, you know, help people recognize that and not define themselves so early, but, but be open to, to learning and growth. Because, I mean, I think about for me, you know, some of the same uh, things applied. I, I was really good at, at math and science. It, it came naturally to me Welcome. personally. And so... So, so everyone was like, oh yeah, engineer is what you want to do. Cause I was like, I don't enjoy just doing math and science for the sake of it. Like, how can I like apply this stuff? Like, well, engineering's a thing. Then you can like design cool stuff and whatever you can yeah. go design airplanes or cars or whatever. Um, I was like, okay, sounds cool. So I did mechanical engineering. Cause it also seemed like, you know, the most versatile, like I could go in a lot of different directions and things like that. And so I decided when I was in ninth grade that I was going to be a mechanical engineer. Um, and I never, and I never wavered from that. Um, and I don't necessarily regret that, but I also, because I was really good at math and science, I really loved like when there were right answers, you know, I knew I was either right or wrong, you know, and different things like that. But I actually actively suppressed some of those creative things, anything about creative writing or art or, or other things like that. I avoided those because I was like, I'm going to get graded on just an opinion of someone rather than just being right or wrong. Like, I don't want that. I want to know when I'm right. And I like being right. Um, so I actively suppressed that. And that was a disservice to me. Making those sorts of choices. There's a really fixed mindset, like believing that I am not creative. I am analytical. Um, and, and I've had to move through that limiting belief to to do some of the things I'm doing now because um, I do writing and I do creating and things like that you know in, in my business and, um, and and the way that I help people um, and so we have to we, we don't want to limit ourselves early we want to want to be open to possibilities and, and see more of the potential inside of ourselves 
I so agree with you with that because to be honest, I wouldn't say something being engineered because I was like you. I was a nerd who loved math and physics, so I know what you mean. We are we are yeah. like all these things like because for me this is the best two subject in me in high school, even math and physics and couple of chemistry of course because I love listening because it, I agree with you. It's either right or wrong. There is nothing. There is no. There is no. There is no. no there is no more than one answer. And even because I like to listen to while I was listening to music, so I love to study math and physics while I'm listening to music. The other thing. So this is the subject. And other you know I. Even like I don't have the the creative one, so I said the only thing that I don't know what mean math and physics mean ability to solve problem. You could do anything else, as you said. It means that not only you can be engineer, you can do something else. And I agree with you that okay, like we we have to choose our major at the age of sixteen, which is really tough and hard. That's the reason why I recommend people taking a break, taking a break, like taking a break between between time to time. Because to be honest, like. Taking the break between time to time is easier and better. For example, like for example, you don't have to graduate by the age of sixteen high school. You'll be like in May. You'll be September. This university taking major. Take a break. Do something else. Try to work something else. Even school sub itself should be having a programs where okay, like okay, you can go. You can take in the summer school. You can work something here or there. So you know what is the journey of that? For example, people once you said. I want to be a lawyer because once you see on the TV like the lawyer, if you see Law and Order, you know the series Law and Order, the guy <laughs> who sat in the court and he's defended that, you know, he's against the criminal and everything. But you don't know that the lawyer is sitting three months in the three months in an office just reading contracts, pouring contracts, and you maybe he didn't go to the even to the to the court. So do you believe that we should not go fast and just take a break? And just to talk story, and just be you know to start experimenting sense. Yeah, I think that uh, that idea of experimentation, like you said, is is really strong. And and for many people, taking a break. I mean, um, you know, I did that. Um, I did a year of college after I graduated high school, and then I I served. I did a, a church mission for a couple of years, so I was kind of away for from from school for a couple of years and doing other things, and got to talk to a lot of different people. But I think. You know, that, that idea of experimenting, trying things, trying different jobs, trying to shadow people, having um, informational interviews. Um, I've talked to, to engineers all the time, and, and a lot of them don't even know what an informational interview is, let alone have ever had one. Yeah. You know, to talk to other people about what their career looks like, even if they want to stay in engineering, but they want to try a different industry or a different type of role, but they don't even know that these other things exist because they haven't talked to people who have done those things. And so that's, that's a big piece of networking and that also that career clarity and exploration. Like the, the more we can talk to people and see what else is out there and see, hey, am I getting excited about this? This sound interesting? Well, let me learn more about that. And so it just, just that thing, opportunity and that mindset to just be curious about what's resonating with us and and what gets us excited and what we want to try and if we try it and it doesn't end up being great that's okay too we learned that like for me when i first graduated with my engineering degree i actually my mechanical engineering degree i actually wrote software for a few years and i realized that for me writing software was not my thing like I did not just want to be sitting there hacking away at a computer. Like the only things I got excited about was when I was talking to people <laughs> um, about the problems we were solving. But when I was sitting there just hacking away and writing the code, I was not enjoying myself. And I learned that about myself. 
Okay. But I, and, and I learned a lot of other things about good ways of working. I learned about agile methodologies and scrum and, and other things too, and, and project management and um, that, that those things taught me a lot of uh, that experience taught me a lot of things that I've since taken on and, and used in other situations. But I also learned that that particular type of role was not a good fit. So do I regret that? No, because I learned a lot through that experience and I take that the learnings forward and I've done things differently since then. And so it's cool. Like, you know, we, we just recognize that each stage is a learning opportunity that we can take forward, figure out what's working, what's not working, and, and how can we make some adjustments and, and figure out what do we want to try next? Um, let's run another experiment. <laughs> I agree with you because to be honest here, yeah, we should start experiment testing and whatever as we said experience reflect it, like whatever experience we can add value. Like what you said, like for example, you didn't like computer, but whatever you open to marketing and you still do it and whatever that add. Because I have a friend who left who left who left engineer, but he worked in sales and marketing. But you know, this engineering job it helped him. You know why? Because now he was he's working sales and marketing for some construction material. And yeah, if it is, absolutely. absolutely. And if it doesn't have the material of the construction, if he doesn't know, because when he's going to pitch any sales to any supplier or contractor, he, he's better than any other normal sales or marketing guy. Because you know why? He knows the technical stuff about all this material. Mm -hmm. So he can he can discuss with any engineer, with any salesman, with any marketing guy. So he's better than any one of the field. So this whatever helped him, he's improving. Okay, maybe you can take it, but you can take it later on. And I agree with you, like we should, I agree with you, we should be experimenting thing, we should do something experimenting, or even, even we should do a program, what I said earlier, we follow people, only follow people that they'll say, you see their journey, because we don't know about the journey, we don't know, no, no one to get this high school, like we see the journey of these people, for example, as you said, the lawyer, if you see the lawyer, this is, you say, this is what I don't like, no, I don't like work that, that contract, reading contract, boring contract, the whole day. For example, like, okay, engineer, for example, people think engineer, maybe the guy who built the building. He doesn't know that engineer is doing concrete like 19 hours in a day, sitting with the lab, sitting with the lab or, or doing software design sometimes to, like half of the day, which no one wants. So I agree with you. Really, really, I agree with you. Fascinating that. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's just getting those different perspectives as much as possible um, earlier on. And, and it broadens our understanding and ideas of what's possible and what's out there. Because um, for some people, reading contracts all day, um, they, they might really enjoy it. I, you know, I know some lawyers who do. Um, I have a brother-in-law who's a who's a patent lawyer, and so he, he gets he's really good at certain things. He had a physics degree, and then he went to law school after that, so he understands some of the physics and the technology and things like that. Um, and and instead of doing litigation or courtroom work, it's not what people typically think of lawyers. He's he's working on. How am I taking technology and, and really showing what's unique about this, right? And that's a, that's a different world, and he really enjoys that, but not everyone else would. Um, and so we, we need to figure out what works for us, and sometimes it takes that experimentation and different things there, um, but, but that's just part of life. We're, we're not ever going to be certain that things are going to work out when we make a decision. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you for sure. For example, because but uh, do you think like because because the way of that of because you know even the education system because I call it always medieval the education sorry for that but I call it the education system university system medieval because only you have to choose only one major and that's it. Do you think that education shall be a way to rehab to be more career oriented like education oriented because for example, unfortunately some of the college 
you have to be civil engineer, you have to take all this course. But mm-hmm. okay, sometimes you can have, like you take, for example, you go to university, maybe you take a couple of course, maybe you can take a co-op or apprentice, you can work and so you discover yourself. And for example, if you can, you can come back and you take another, maybe two, three course, and you can take another major. Do you believe the education system should be changed in that way? Yeah, I think that um, people should be able to be a little bit flexible. Now, when it comes to like engineering education, you know, there's accreditation stuff and, and things that universities have to meet so that they, they know that all engineers have learned a certain amount of things. And for engineering majors, more than other majors, and uh, from what I understand, there are a lot more required classes that you yeah. have to take. Uh, which is why engineers usually take a little bit longer to graduate because they're kind of exploring things or some, you know, courses are particularly hard. So they don't want to overload themselves as they move through things. And so it can be tough. Right. But um, but I think that uh, sometimes we just get on this path of like, this is what I'm doing. And, and you start taking those classes and I'm, you know, going into this design or this, you know, ec- extra level of math or physics and I'm not really understanding what does this actually mean or what is this actually going to look like or what do careers in this engineering field actually give me opportunities to do and to try um, and and I talked to some engineers who whether by their own fault because they didn't try and get it or they just weren't able to get like internships to you know get some of that experience and and try things or have research or other part-time job opportunities while they're in school to explore some of these things. And so, you know, they, they go through and they graduate, they're like, Hey, I learned, you know, how to solve a bunch of like heat transfer problems or design problems, but I don't actually know what an engineer does really at at the end of school. Um, And and so that's tough. Um, It's really tough. So I think uh, it's a combination of, Hey, maybe there's some adjustments in the educational system, but also um, how we, Kind of put that pressure on kids at a young age to like make that decision. What are you going to major in? What are you going to be when you grow up when when you're young? Um, and feel like, hey, you have to graduate in four years because um, I'm not paying for anything more, or, or you know, financial aid issues and other things like that. Um, you know, that it's tough, uh, and so um, we need to find ways early to to allow kids to explore what what where they really want to go. Um, and some universities have better kind of career services uh, programs than others. And I find that a lot of kids don't even know that they exist, though, and, and certainly don't utilize them to really do some of that exploration work. And so I think that's a lost opportunity as well. So what do you believe in the co-op program of apparentice? Like you can work and discover so you can know yourself while you are working. So what do you believe about it? Is it the best way to, to sort of like tweak it, the education, like in that way, or it should go full time? Yeah, I, that's not something that um, I have particular expertise in um, or, or can say that like, hey, let's overhaul the education system. I, I, you know, there, there are plenty of people or that's their crusade and that's what they want to do. And and, you know, I'm, I'm interested in, you know, you know, learning more about th- that approach. But, um, you know, where I'm at and what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to take people where they're at today in their lives and in their careers how can we figure out where you want to move forward? If you didn't get the, if you didn't learn those lessons or have those experiences when you were in school, okay, we can still do that work now today. You know, time's lost and you've got a lot of life ahead of you. Let's figure out today, moving forward, where you want to go. Um, and uh, it, it's a, it's something I really love to do and, and see some of the, the big changes that people make as they move forward. 
So what about, for example, the new system, like, for example, you know, videos, online course, podcast, YouTube, because you are yourself, you have a podcast. Now we are doing a podcast. So the career course mm-hmm. podcast. So what about this is a podcasting and this new, I call it the new media. It's a new way of education because, for example, you know, podcast, because for me, I read from podcasts and better than any lectures. Like I, I, for me, I prefer to take online course. Like I talk from like in Coursera or Udemy or ETX better than I'm trying to take a course in the university with the board with the lecture because there I can take it with my own pace. So what do you believe about it? This new media is a better way to educate yourself. Um, uh, for some people, yes, um, because it, it's wide open and you can go decide and learn whatever you want. For some people, that kind of unstructured approach where they're like, hey, I can go learn anything, that, that's hard for some people because they need that, you know, kind of linear thing to, to give them that accountability and that, that pace to um, help them move through what these learning outcomes are. So it, it's, it's good. It's great for, for a lot of people. For others, it's not. And I would say things like um, podcasts and YouTube videos, those are great to kind of do that expanding of the knowledge and say, okay, Um, now I know kind of these other options that are possible. Now you're not necessarily going to learn how to become a civil engineer by living, listening to a civil engineering podcast, but um, you can learn about some of the other you know, roles and things and lessons that people have learned over the course of being a civil engineering, uh, over the course of being a civil engineer, and then say, okay, these things are interesting. I want to go learn more about that. Then you can go dive in deeper. So we can go broad and then decide, hey, what, what looks good? Then we can go deep and take other courses and other things. And it is nice. Some of the, the other online courses and programs that are out there will allow you to go broad or deep in, in different things, depending on where you want to go in a more flexible way. So it is nice that we have these options now, um, depending on how we want to learn. I love that because I love about how we bring it. Like it can be a combination where it can have, you can have, okay, you can expand, you can know the knowledge. And if you want to go deep, you can go deep and you can specialize in other courses up to you. So what do you believe in that? Because, because unfortunately, we don't, have, but we don't have mentorship. You know, mentorship is something important and something I think, in my opinion, I think you should, be, you should have a mentor. So do you believe a mentor should be a good role in your, in your workplace and your career and your education or whatever you wish? You should have always a mentor. Absolutely. I think having mentors are crucial. Um, and I'm a big advocate of having mentors both inside and outside of your organization True. or where you're working because um, they're going to provide completely different perspectives. So, and, and if it inside of your organization, I think you should have a mentor who's different than your direct boss, okay? Because that, that's a certain type of relationship and they should be giving you some career development, personal development work as well. But a mentor who's outside and different than your boss, who Um, has a different le- layer of perspective, but isn't directly interested or affected by the work that you do in the company, but can provide other insights into um, how things work in other um, organizations within the company, certainly if it's a larger company or, or just other groups or teams, um, and provide different career, career advice. And then having some sort of mentor or coach, you know, this is sort of the role that I serve, um, who, who's outside of that, who is not attached at all to you being in that organization, um, but is only concerned with you and your success and, and what's best for you and, and helping you reach your potential and, and what you want to do. Um, and, and sometimes we can just find mentors over the course of our career, sometimes having a coaching relationship who's really 
you're working through some sort of program or course or or learning outcome that you're trying to do uh, where you're invested in, that's a different thing. But um, you know, it's it, it depends on where we're at. What what are we trying to learn? And I and I and I've done some trainings on you know how to find that mentor and and who we are. And it's really asking these questions of yourself. You know, what are the insights you're looking to gain? What are you trying to learn? Um, and who can give you those insights? Maybe if there's a type of career you want to explore, who is already where you want to be? Um, and, and trying to, to find those people. Or in the coaching situation, like who has expertise to guide you through the challenge that you're trying to overcome right now? Okay, because sometimes the need and the help and the mentorship the way a mentor can help us, um, the challenge we have is really acute. It's urgent. You know, we're moving through some sort of uh, career change. Maybe we've got a lot of people got laid off during the pandemic. Um, but sometimes we're looking long term. We're saying like, hey, you know, this is going to be a process over the course of my life. I'm early in my career now, but I want to look forward and and know what, you know, know what's out there. And, and that's a different sort of relationship. OK, so we can lean on different people. Um, in different circumstances. And, you know, I, I feel a particular need for, for some people, um, you know, s- sometimes working through that acute, like, hey, I need to find a new job or, or explore what's what's different. But I also work with some people who want to work with me long term. Hey, I'm in this new role, or I want to just become better. And so we do this professional development work over time, and we keep working together, right? So it's, it's different, um, you know, but how we set up that that working relationship is different. So um, find, you know, so my advice, find multiple mentors who can give you insights on multiple different uh, perspectives and ideas um, and, and keep finding them over the course of your life and your career. So because I love, I agree with you, I resonate with that because you should have multiple mentor, mentor especially in your, your workplace, even in your, in your personal life, even not only your corporate, in your workplace, in your personal life. Because and you have even multiple, you can have multiple coaches, it's better even. So because to be honest, I was, I, and when, and when, I, when I started my career in the engineering in 2011, they have, a, I work in multi, multi, multinational company, big multinational company, they have a mentorship program, but unfortunately, they force you to choose one mentor who was not interested in to teach. So I was, we didn't like, we didn't meet up together. So then I found another mentor who's not the direct boss, who's another department to another department, another section. And I like it. Even I chose, I, then I changed it. And he was, and he was very helpful. He said, okay, I can be, I can, I can, I can be your mentor. It's okay. Fine with me. It's okay. And he was like, he, he loved it. Even he loved it also to mentor people. So I used immediately with him and I changed from that old mentor to the new mentor. And I had a great experience about it in the work, in the workplace. And especially in the beginning of my career, I was like, I was not aware of what happened in the injury, what happened, what's going on. And I believe with you, even you can have a coach because like in 2015, 2015, 2016, I went to took some emotional intelligent course, coach course with some coaches here locally. Because I have an issue with emotional intelligence, with unfortunately no one teaches in the university and no one teaches in the school about anything about any soft skill and unfortunately yeah. and about about emotional intelligence and about about these things, and we should we we should take things personally with us, and we we not we are not separating ourselves. So I agree with you. We should have mental mention, and if you can, the the, the earlier you be, and the, the better it is. Do you believe in that? Yes, absolutely. You talked about emotional intelligence and other soft skills and. You know, that is not a part of engineering curriculum for, you know, virtually any engineering program out there. 
And and that's another piece of like this more than engineering that, you know, why I named it this, because we want to be building these other skills and these pieces of ourselves um, because uh, there's so much more to being successful, even in the engineering world, beyond just the technical skills that we develop, um, you know, how we work with and interact with people in teams with clients and customers and other stakeholders and our bosses and other things like that um, is huge. How we communicate even the technical solutions and ideas and, and share those ideas and present them and speak about them, um, you know, has a huge impact on our ability to be successful. And so that mentality of, of that I had of like, I want right or wrong answers, um, not everything, even in the engineering world, is black and white, like right or wrong. Mm. You know, there's there's all sorts of subjectivity, of and we have to convince people of these things or and be open to new ideas that others have instead of just thinking we are right and be convinced of that. You know, so, um, yeah, the earlier we can be learning some of these other skills and developing cognitive flexibility, emotional intelligence and all these other things. Um, can have a huge impact on our success, even in really highly technical fields. I agree with you, especially, okay, because there is always, we don't have, it's not that it's a black and white, it's all we have always gray. They cannot be always either, we have to go black or white. Okay. There's multiple solutions, there's multiple issues, the way you talk, the way you communicate, but unfortunately, we never talk to an engineer, unfortunately, you know, this has consisted about only poor technical, but unfortunately, we don't discover Technical is only maybe 10, 20% and everything is going to be soft scale and how to grow up. So I believe, so I agree with you really about that. So I want to have one question. How, how you went to the podcasting? Yeah, so um, that's in partnership again with uh, Anthony Fasano and the Engineering Management Institute. Um, and when I started my business, I had um, found some other people doing some similar things, you know, serving engineers and leadership and career and personal development, things like that. And Anthony has been doing this for a long time um, and, and has a pretty well-established podcast. But when the pandemic hit, he sort of put a pause on it. And I'd already done some things for him. Um, you know, I really started that relationship with like, how can I give and serve in this, in this relationship? Um, so I had written some blog posts on his platform. I'd done some videos for him. And he was, he was very good to me from the very beginning and saying, hey, you know, if I can help, you know, get your name out there, then that's, then that's great. Um, when I saw that he wasn't um, still doing many podcast episodes, I just reached out to him and said, hey, um, if there's a, an opportunity um, or, or if you need someone, you want to keep this podcast going, you need someone else to host it because you're, you don't have the time to do it right now, I, I'd love to consider that. He's like, you know what? I love that idea. Let's talk about it. So it's been a number of months now and, and I really enjoy it and, and get to do that within his platform without me having to start my own podcast from nothing and doing all the editing. His, his team does a lot of that great stuff uh, for that. Um, and I get to talk to a lot of great people and have those conversations and, and learn a lot through that experience. So that's, that's where that started with me. And, you know, I've, I've since, because I've gotten more comfortable with podcasts, gotten on other podcasts like this and other great podcasts out there um, to share some of the things. Cause I just really love, sharing these ideas with other people and especially the engineering and technical community if possible. I agree with you because to be honest, when I start my, when I start to engineering by podcast, even at the beginning, when we started, even we sent to Anthony Fasano, he was a big supporter to us. Like 
he thank us. Yeah. He said, oh, when, when we're going to be a guest, just come. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a guest for you when anybody time. He was really a great guy for us. He and he supports us a lot in the podcasting for from the engineering engineering by podcast for the civil engineering podcast. And he okay. said, whatever I can help, I can help. He said, he's really a great, he's really fantastic, he's really supportive for us. Okay. And I really so. But what? Yeah, I really, I really did that. So what also like? Uh, what also? What you get the benefit from podcasting? You get and like what is the experience you get it from that because that I want to teach the audience like you can reach you can reach you can multiply the value by multiple isn't it? Yeah, so I think that the great thing is that that content sticks around and and the more people find the podcast and they look at that content and things like that, um, they get people you know certainly in in my business people reach out to me from podcasts that I've been on or or from the podcasts that I host and they're like hey I really enjoyed. What you talked about here, and, and and this resonated, and you know you're talking about some of the things that I'm dealing with. You know maybe there's some work we can do. So it's a there's opportunities for clients to find me. It's kind of a marketing tool, but but also but I look at it like let's just provide value and, and insights and ideas for people, um, and and it's just a great way to kind of expand the impact um, in my mind uh, of of some of the ideas that, that we're sharing here because. Um, you know, people are already listening to these podcasts and they're finding more and the, and the podcast industry continues to grow. Um, it's, it's a great medium. And I love listening to podcasts and audiobooks while I'm doing other stuff. You know, I don't need to be sitting in my computer or something like that. I can just listen on my phone and uh, while I'm working on other projects or doing the dishes or other things. And, and I can be learning things, you know, while I'm doing other things. So um, I really enjoy that about podcasts. I agree with you because to be honest, like this is one of the issues, like why we, why we start the podcast. It's not like, because something like I said, okay, because when me and it's like, like the talk with me and you, Mr. Jeff, like whatever the talk, me and Ghanem, it's the same what we talk, me and usually when I sit with, with, with you, Jeff, Mr. Jeff, and with Anthony, with anyone, if the guest, whatever we talk there in the podcast, we talk it in real life. So we said, mm-hmm. how about if we can spread this, like whatever we talk, yeah. just spread it and let us see if we were, how we react to it. And it was a yeah. it was random idea. If it, like people, I like, don't want to tell about the story of the podcast because I tell it hundred times. I, I agree with you. I love podcasting because, like podcasts, I'm listening to it. I'm reading from podcasts. I do it when I'm joking. I do it even when I do when I'm joking. Even when I'm even with someone I'm working, I'm listening to podcasts. Even like I people listening to music, I love to podcast. It's kind of weird. But yeah, but I, I love but I love podcasts. I like to read. I like people talking because I love this experience. Yeah. Absolutely. Plus, it's just a great opportunity to to meet other great people like you and and connect and have these. You know, it's it's a networking tool for me. You know, and and sharing ideas and learning from other people uh, that I really enjoy. Yeah, I like that. Me too. I love networking from this. I network even I meet many people. Because to be honest, when I if I ask anyone to send them an email, but it's can I take with me ten minutes? He'll be no, I'm busy. I don't can I be a guest in podcast. He will tell you hell yeah. Again, I want to be guest on your podcast for sure. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. So any final thoughts from you? Yeah, I think we've talked about a lot today, but, um, you know, just thoughts on like being intentional. You know, we talked about um, getting clarity on where you want to go and moving towards what you want in your career um, rather than just moving away from something you don't. And then, you know, get help. Um, don't feel like you need to move through these changes and these challenges that you face alone. Um, you know, we're social creatures. We need people around us. So um, get help and get that support, find mentors and coaches and things like that. And certainly if I can help, if that, if I feel like, if people feel like I'm a good fit uh, for them, 
um, I'm, I'm happy to help and it's a it's a pleasure and I really consider an honor to help people through some of the challenges that they're dealing with and, and be a part of their story. And so where people can see you or can follow you? Absolutely. So I'm most active on LinkedIn. So they can find me, Jeff, Jeff Perry. You know, I had someone else who just found me. They they searched engineering career coach and I and I showed up and they were able to find me. Um uh I and then I have some some free resources and you know you go check out my main website is more than dash engineering.com or a um free webinar or uh, training that I've got on those moving through career transitions, they can find at engineeringcareeraccelerator.com and also provide a little more information about uh, my coaching program. And then certainly people can find and listen to the podcast that I host the Engineering Career Coach podcast, wherever they listen to podcasts. So uh, there's a few different places. Yo, fantastic. For sure, we're going to put it all in the show notes, for example, for sure. For example, we've got it. We're going to show that we've got to follow you. It's just really great. Thank you really for following. Really appreciate it. I like it. I like really what's great about it to be you. Really, thank you. Yeah, great. Great being with you. Great conversation. Really enjoyed it and uh, look forward to staying connected here. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Wow, what a great episode. Wow, we have a different talk about the career and different things about the career and how the career was important. I have my own things also, like... Whatever there, sometimes we can't do it. We just carry back education from school and mentorship and everything you have to recover and what you want and you build an inspiration. You go, what's your real career? And you can have multiple careers in your life, multiple in your life. So guys, if you like this episode, if you love the episode, just share it to someone and tell him why it's meaningful to them. Thank you, God, and thank you. I wish you the best. Take care. Bye. It was nice to meet you. And remember, guy, we raised by sharing the knowledge to everyone. Sharing is caring. It was nice to meet you guys and wishing you the best. Take care, guys, and wishing you the best. You guys have a good, good day and good night.